Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. This coming Sunday, which is the 11th April 2021, I'll be holding a free online webinar on the topic Ayurvedic management for post covid recovery and rejuvenation. Please find the registration link in the show notes of this podcast episode. In case you are listening to this podcast episode after the 11th of April, please visit www.vigneshdevraj.com to access the webinar recordings. In this episode, I'm interviewing Magdalena Rod a conscious lifestyle guide who also specializes in mindful eating practices we will be exploring the idea of how an illness like psoriasis can in fact be a wake up call that is prompting us to connect to our highest self we will also be sharing information on how to work with conscious food eating habits positive affirmations for healthy skin and yogic practices that can help you identify and manage the emotional struggles that accompany chronic diseases the wisdom magdalena shares is rich with practical tips hope you enjoy this podcast and now we go over to magdalena hello magdalena thank you so much for being a part of ayurvedic healing and beyond podcast finally happy to have you and i'm so looking forward to have you share the story of your healing from your condition and how ayurveda helped and what got you into this concept of holistic healing so it's a really great honor for me and thank you so much thank you so much for inviting me it's great to to finally meet you properly <laughs> so mcdelena you know i was always fascinated with when healers talk about you know they were diagnosed with a condition and they went and checked how it can be treated healed and they went into modern medicine or they even went to google and it did not help them they come with so much of anxiety and they found out that there are other natural holistic methods that can heal them and that becomes their aha moment and that completely takes a u turn in their life so i'm sure something happened similar to that so what did this condition of psoriasis that you said that you were having what did it teach you Oh wow it's a, that's such a big question what did it teach me it's i've had it now for over 30 years uh, i was diagnosed when i was 17 years old and i just turned 52 a couple of days ago a week ago so i um i, I have a lot of experience with the, with the path of psoriasis uh the journey i would say the journey of psoriasis as my constant companion for over 30 years uh it's taught me so much and uh one thing that i'll say is that i i don't consider myself a healer um i consider our bodies are are naturally healing machines when we give them the right conditions so it's just a matter of us aligning with the right practices um that that bring the that bring the healing it's not it's not me that brings the healing you know it's so it, it Yeah, I just don't consider myself a healer, so I just want to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's, you know. Anyway, um the path of of, you know, you also mentioned Google. Um so I I want to I want to 
take this opportunity to boldly state that I do not believe that Google is there to support our health in any way. In fact, quite the opposite. Um, as I have learned in recent times that um, Google is actually quite in bed with Big Pharma and doesn't support um, any sort of natural or alternative healing. Um, as you can tell, when you go into search, you can see the automated um, options that come up. It generally, it's not going to be um, something that's going to point you in the path of natural and holistic or alternative healing. Um, but psoriasis has taught me so much. I mean, that's such a huge question. I think we can maybe dive into that more a bit over the, the course of the conversation. But I will say that it has been uh, and I can say this retro, retroactively, like looking at my life now that for the past several decades, that psoriasis has been one of the greatest gifts of my life, <clears throat> excuse me, of leading me to, um, to connect with my higher self and my true self and understanding um, why I'm here and who I truly am. And guiding me to a path of natural and alternative healing, which I, I know has had uh, paid let's put it that way, has paid more dividends into my life than um, I would have originally um, considered when I first got my diagnosis, for sure. Looking mm -hmm. back, I can see that it's been a tremendous gift that has put me on my path. I love the way you put it, like psoriasis have been a great gift in my life because I always tell in my lectures and to my patients uh, about the synonym of healing in Ayurveda. There is a word called prayaschitta. And the word prayaschitta, if you decode it, it sounds like some penalty or like uh, some penance. But the real meaning of the word prayaschitta is if somebody is suffering with a disease, that disease is the way of healing for that person. Disease is actually the cure. It is coming to trigger that person to guide him to the right way that he's supposed to go. For example, if somebody is addicted to sugar and they are taking more than what the body can consume, the body creates a disease called diabetes so that this diabetes will control that person to not to go too much into that direction. So when we are able to receive that whatever that you are diagnosed with as a way of it's time to take charge of my life, it's time to connect with my true self, what is this teaching me? That brings so much of revelation in their life. It, sometimes people say they have a U-turn in their life and so finally they feel, why didn't I know this so long ago? So I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm sure many people listening to this, they might be thinking, oh, this is so true what she's talking. I can completely connect with that. And also, if people have become hypochondriacs by reading many things in Google, let this be a revelation to them. Please go look for a real alternative and holistic approach so that you'll get the right information how to deal with many incurable disease. This is just one thing that I always want to tell big pharma companies that are in behind. When they call a disease incurable instead if they have called it we find it incurable that doesn't mean that others cannot cure it that mm -hmm. makes a big difference yeah. it is incurable according to us but that doesn't mean we are the only person who can cure it you know that makes such a big difference to the mindset of people who are reading it you know that gives them they can look for other opportunities Right. Absolutely. But that, that if they said it that way, that wouldn't support their agenda of selling less expensive, <laughs> unnecessary pharmaceuticals. So I'm not counting on them to come around to, to say it that way. But, but I agree with you because, you know, it, it plants a seed in people's brains that it's mm -hmm. 
right? Exactly. You have to be dependent on these, these, you know, pharmaceuticals or whatever it is that cure they're trying to, or management, you know, they're trying to offer them that comes, you know, at a high price tag, not just in dollars, but, you know, in, in potentially other side effects, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I, I um, think back to a moment when I was offered um, pharmaceuticals to manage my condition. Um, back Could be then. immunosuppressants and steroids. Right, exactly. Well, the steroids were a disaster because they had the rebound effect. So it just made everything worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the immunosuppressants, uh, I came to find when it was offered to me and I, you know, I was doing the research that I could do at the time and, and learned, you know, reading all the side effects that side effects can include developing cancer and even death. And as a young mother, that was uh, quite traumatic to be faced with a decision like that. Um, and now, you know, to come full circle and understand that actually I can manage the condition myself with, without taking those risks is, uh, is quite empowering. And that's part mm-hmm. of the gift is to not just take the Western medical approach of trying to, you know, give me immunosuppressant pharmaceuticals, but to come around to, to mother nature, you know, everything we need has, has been provided already. And it's just a matter of connecting with that wisdom and how to use it. Fantastic. So, Magda, if somebody comes with you and tells you, you know, I have been diagnosed with psoriasis and I'm a bit worried. I read many things in Google. It's an incurable disease. It's an autoimmune disease. And why me? Why am I going through all this? Let's say if that person comes with so much of fear, how would you advise them or give them the right message? I mean, knowing from a person who really underwent and who is talking, you know, walking the talk. How would you put this across to that person? Yeah, oh, you know, my heart, it was just really, when you ask me that, I, I imagine this person and my heart just opens with compassion for, you know, how scary that moment is mm-hmm. uh, of that diagnosis. I, I remember that moment. I was 17 and just, wow, I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. And as it got worse, sometimes it was like, wow, the idea of having to, you know, live with this for the rest of my life is, is, can be very, very uh, depressing and, you know, emotionally traumatic. Um, So I I would, to answer your question, I would aspire to be an attempt to be, you know, a ray of hope for that person that there, there, it is manageable and that you can learn to live with it. And that what may seem like a curse right now is actually uh, holding many gifts for you. And it's, it's a journey uh, that's part of your karma, you know, that, that's been assigned to you, that you get to unwrap the gift now with mm-hmm. this journey and you get to learn to love yourself unconditionally uh, and, you know, self-acceptance and, and also how to really care for your body temple. You know, I really do believe the concept of our, our body being a temple and really nourishing it um, with all the, all the, um, the wonderful things that, that Mama Earth has provided to us and, you know, with some that there is guidance available and that there are people that have walked in their shoes before, you know, me being one of them. And I just do everything I could to, to console them and to, to let them know that really it's going to be okay. And it's, it, it could be the beginning of a, of a very um, powerful and meaningful journey. Especially psoriasis being a skin problem and, you know, it can really impact on a self-esteem because, you know, we really judge a person with the cosmetic aspect. 
and you know sometimes when people come and tell me you know i have this and when do you when does it get worse if they get into certain specific food or if they get really stressed the flare ups happen right. so i tell them the message that you're getting is you really don't have the luxury to eat those food and you don't have the luxury to have so much of negative thoughts so the message mm-hmm. this is giving you is how can you find a way to give up those things and you don't have the luxury to have those negative thoughts because especially when it comes to autoimmune disorders and such psoriatic kind of uh, problems emotions play such a big role in there i'm sure you could relate to that absolutely yeah i mean i think <laughs> anxiety and stress is the number one contributor not only to psoriasis but probably to any health condition or disease um uh, and but it's very it's very clear with psoriasis that anxiety is an, is a huge trigger and um, you know in regards to the foods as well i mean it, there there's uh, it needs to be that it's a multi-pronged approach it's more than two it's not just the mindset it's not just the food there you know as holistic beings we have so many spokes on our wheel of you know of mm-hmm. holistic health that we really need to consider all of them um but yes the food of course is important as well and the approach that that i like to use with people around food is um addition by subtraction or or subtraction by addition actually yeah subtraction by addition so rather than saying that that you don't get to have these foods anymore which i you know in my experience has led to a bit of a deprivation mindset and like mm-hmm, a victim mm-hmm. mindset and like oh woe is me that's not fair kind of took me down to that you know process of thoughts um I like to do more well now you get to eat more of this you know so mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. focusing on the positive rather than on the negative so you're not losing something you're actually gaining something and as you eat these foods you're going to enjoy greater balance and greater health and clearer skin and clearer minds and focusing on what you're gaining rather than on what you're losing and you know ayurveda has taught me very well which foods to avoid um and which to which to enjoy more of <laughs> you know that i have learned to love my power foods and i you know i've learned to avoid the, the foods that i know that that trigger me for the most part and sometimes i do indulge, indulge in those foods and i and i see the effects you know i i see mm-hmm. it in my skin i know i'm triggering but sometimes i i will indulge anyway because i know how to get myself back into balance you know fantastic i think this is one great message that people should hear especially when they are going through such a condition which is labeled as incurable and mm-hmm. and you know when people come and ask why is it that you know something to do with my skin and why are you so obsessed with food sometimes i do get patients coming and asking me that so i tell them the analogy okay let's say there is a tree and something is wrong with the leaves or the bark you don't go and paint the bark or the leaves you go to the root you make sure the roots are given the right uh, manure fertilizers water sunshine for the whole tree unless we correct the whole surrounding uh, the leaves is just a symptom of that then same is with your skin and you are jo- not just your skin you are much more than that and that is where i think the concept of self love comes your unconditional acceptance of who you are and that's also mm-hmm. a message that it is trying to teach them Wow, you know, in my 30 plus years of psoriasis, I've never heard that analogy and I love that. <laughs> that is exactly it. It you need to nourish the roots and mm-hmm. that, you know, that the condition that we're suffering from is really it is it's just affecting the leaves and the bark. That is such so well put. I really love that. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. It's nourishing the roots and the roots are not just the body, they're also the mind. Exactly, exactly. How much our emotions impact on our body. I think 
even the modern psychology, we are just scratching on the surface of what our emotions can do to ourselves and to our surroundings and what we attract. And in fact, this whole industry of law of attraction, it's all about how the emotions are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and mindset, you know, mindset and mm-hmm. emotions go hand in hand. They affect each other. So, yeah, I do, I do a lot of mindset work personally mm-hmm. uh, and for others as well. I mean, my, my latest, um, you know, self-love practice part of my morning sadhana now as I'm living on this little tiny island in, in Indonesia and I take a, a sunrise walk and I listen to positive affirmations. That mm-hmm. by the time I come back from that walk, I'm like, you know, I feel like I could fly, you know, I just feel so positive and uplifted. And that's part of my self care practice. That's part of my, you know, my healing journey that that psoriasis has been a contributor to, to leading me to that, that impacts not only my skin, but all of my life, because I'm just a happier person. Fantastic. So would you mind sharing some of the affirmations that you use? In, if somebody's having an issue with their cosmetic issue, especially with something like psoriasis or skin problems. What affirmations would you recommend? Oh, it's so interesting that you ask that because on my to-do list for, I think at least a year, so maybe this is my inspiration to actually complete it, is, has been um, to, do, to do a recording of self-love affirmations is specifically in regards to skin as a service to the psoriasis community. That's something that I am intending to do. I don't necessarily say um, skin affirmations every day. That's not what I'm really focused on in my affirmations. It's, it's more holistic. It's, it's, it's about abundance and it's about connecting to, um, let's see, I, you put me on the spot a little bit. I can't, I can't come <laughs> up with anything. <laughs> I, if I, if I had known you were going to ask me that question, I would have had my list pulled up and, um, maybe we, I could share it with you. And I don't know if you do show notes, if I, we could put yeah, it yeah, of course notes. we do show I notes that way because I do have a list, um, that I am intending to record so mm-hmm. thank you for the inspiration to get back to that, but just it, uh, affirmations in general about, about our true nature and how all things are really working for our highest good. And that this is, you know, everything is perfect as it is right now. Those, you know, the, everything is always working out for me is one of, one of my favorite all time affirmations, that one. And um, all things are working for my highest good are my two, my two kind of go-to affirmations when I, when I get into my self-pity party, when I feel like things Mm -hmm. aren't going my way and I'm not feeling happy. Um, Those are the two, two reminders that I give myself in the form of affirmations. Wow. I like that. Everything is happening for my highest good. And that's, that's a very calming and it makes you deal with uncertainty in a much more powerful state. Exactly. There is this one, this is one affirmation that I like it. Uh, which I connected so much, especially when you have, you know, certain experiences, which doesn't go the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And the one is you are exactly where you need to be. And this is where universe is guiding you to your highest self. Yeah. So that's one thing that I love repeating when things don't go exactly that I wanted it to be, because there are many other ways things can also happen and you can still achieve your higher self. Yeah. Yes. I, I just, I just wanted to respond to that and just say, what well, yes. I think what, these sorts of affirmations that's similar to you know the one i one of the ones that i shared and what it does is it helps us zoom out from the Mm -hmm. present moment and tap into you know the the big picture you know just get into the third eye and just zoom out and say okay i don't have to know exactly how things are going to pan out but trust over time it's going to become clear that this is the right thing that needs to be happening for me right now like you say i'm exactly where i where i need to be 
So it just, it gives us the opportunity to zoom out and trust life and trust the process and trust the unfolding of the universe. Fantastic. And how much, you know, by doing such small things like affirmations or even mantras, in fact, you know, the word mantra, it actually means the word tra in mantra, tra means to protect and man means our mind. So affirmation is a kind of mantra. It's like you're repeating certain words, which has energy. So mantra literally means to protect from your monkey mind. You know, you, your mind can put you on a self-destructive mode many times. So chanting of this is like a pacemaker or when the heartbeat is going low, it uplifts you. Same way, this affirmation is just to uplift your low energy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's exactly what it does. One of, one of my teachers that I learned mantra from... Um, called mantra like the tuning fork you know mm -hmm. oh, no no it, like, it's like a tuning fork but she said it's like um sonicare if you know those two mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You know those exactly two, like, exactly it's like, it's like it brings your vibration into harmony <laughs> mm -hmm. but it does exactly i love that fantastic and uh, magdalena and you're you you know you are one someone who really uh, teaches people about the conscious eating and i'm sure that has a lot to do with uh, it's it's not just about uh, having a better relationship with food. And that's also how you connect with your inner self mm -hmm. and also how you connect with nature because food is where your real source of energy comes apart from oxygen and sunlight and other aspects. So can you share some of your experiences with this conscious eating? Yes, I'd love to. Um, I launched an e-course about six years ago now, just over six years ago, called Conscious Eating 101. That was all about helping people connect to um, three aspects in making their food choices. So the, the three aspects to consider when we're choosing which foods to consume are self-love, animal love, and planet love. So mm -hmm. considering not only how it affects us, but how it affects also the planet and also the animals. Um, so that's what my, the, the, the concept of conscious eating is for me. And that's been a beautiful journey as well. And after I put out that e-course, um, it was right around the same time, actually, that I put out that e-course that I began studying Ayurveda. So I'm at the point right now where I'm thinking about uh, doing a conscious eating 2.0 that really mm -hmm. includes the ayurvedic perspective because what i came to learn is my original concept and what i had put out originally was really um a kapha friendly diet it was mm -hmm. more geared towards weight loss and like you know cold green foods and a and um a, a high percentage of raw foods and mm -hmm. as i learned more, more about ayurveda i came to learn that i'm as a vata pitta with a pitta condition that, um, you know, a lot of raw food and cold food is not going to be uh, what's going to bring me into balance. So, um, but conscious eating really, again, it's just all about self-love, animal love and planet love and nourishing our body temple in a way that is in alignment with um, the concept of ahimsa as well, mm -hmm. they, you know, 22 years on the yogic path now. And ahimsa is a huge part of my life philosophy. So doing the least amount of harm possible to ourselves and to animals and to the planet with our food choices and, and eating consciously in that way so that the vibration of the food that we're consuming is actually going to nourish our vibration um, to the, you know, again, to tuning that frequency to high, tuning us to the highest frequency possible. Fantastic. And if we have to, you know, this is one concept. At one point of time, we were so connected with food. And today we are into 
a generation of mindless eating just to distract and gastronomic pleasure is one of the greatest distractions that we have and they also say you know food is the greatest non prescriptive anti anxiety antidepressant medication that is available mm. now i think this reconnection with food why do we have to reinvent it right now because it's something that is natural with us where did we miss this bus oh god that's a great question um <laughs> it comes down to uh one word actually i would say well hmm there there are a couple words coming to mind right now honestly uh one is capitalism that mm-hmm. there are lots of food companies that want our money um mm-hmm. that are you know working in laboratories to discover which um you know additives will make our taste buds the most excited so that we keep coming back for more to their particular brand um and so that that's the capitalism piece um I'll, although I, on the other side of that coin i will say there are many uh nutrition companies that you know food companies that really do have their heart in the right place that are really looking to support people's health so i i really get um mindful about which brands i support mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so but capitalism would be the the first thing that comes to mind is the reason that we got we got off track and then also you know i'm i'm of the world view that there there are powers that be that don't want us to thrive that mm, that mm, mm. want us to be sitting on a couch watching mainstream media and eating fast food as a way to keep us dumbed down you know putting fluoride in the water like you know all of these things to to keep us dumbed down so that we're not really activated in our highest potential which is you know what I what is my tagline for my business is activating your highest potential so i want to see people fully activated in their power connected to nature and delivering the gifts that they came here to deliver so i think you know also the 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 advent of modern agriculture you know played a part that and somewhere along the line somebody figured out that corn could go in everything and you know at be a filler and that they could make lots of money doing that so again that comes back to the capitalism so um you know i would love to see humanity go back go back to growing their own food you know and i'm sure to their going back yeah. you know yeah i think it it is now right more than ever we need to we need to take control of our our food system because our food system is broken in terms of you know to, to be to be considered in the us i i think it's different in india but in the us to be organic you have to jump through all these hoops and pay all these fees and everything but the you know the conventional food gets all the subsidies and you know is discounted and this is the food that's making people sick you know so it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if you really back out you know zoom out and you follow the money it's it starts to become quite clear how we got and off quite mm-hmm. quite clear and quite ugly too <laughs> yeah it is it's not it's not a happy truth but it is it is a truth that we need to recognize in order for mm-hmm. us to actually move into you know the dwapa yuga the next phase you know after kali yuga where it's like we're actually flying up into the light and where we are grounding more light on the planet and coming into heaven on earth which is a big mm-hmm. part of the vision that i hold for humanity that yeah we have to get a handle on our food system and you know as we know monsanto owns owns now the majority of seeds on the planet and they are certainly not out for uh to make us healthy so um yeah we need we need to reclaim our food system and we need to repair it and and the way to do that is permaculture practices and getting people 
back to growing their own food, you know, figure out what your dosha is. Like for me, I'm going to have a field of pumpkins, you know, pumpkin is <laughs> my best food. So, you know, grow the foods that nourish you. And then everybody does that. And then the neighbors can all exchange, you know, it's like you take your wheelbarrow and go down, down, down the, the track and, you know, fill your wagon up with what other people are growing and, you know, and share that that's the vision I hold for humanity. Let's move back towards that. I think after listening to you, when patients come, especially with conditions like an autoimmune disorder, I tell them your healing starts with your kitchen. Now we have to go a little more one step further. Your healing will start with where you're growing your food. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can. Yeah, in your garden. Yeah. <laughs> in your garden, yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a sentiment that I share as well, is that healing mm-hmm. starts in the kitchen. I, I, In fact, I've done a talk at a festival before called Yoga Starts in the Kitchen. Mm-hmm. you know because true yoga and if you're a true yogi and you're really practicing ahimsa that starts in your kitchen but yeah and before the kitchen it's the garden <laughs> exactly <point>. that's what <laughs> and and i would love to hear you know i also see that you have a, a unique perspective about yoga especially how yoga is now used in the western world and you have a holistic approach so i would like to hear your point of view and make sure my listeners can also take advantage of that wisdom that you share on that Yes, I am happy to share that as well. Um, yeah, I, I am obviously Western. You know, I was grown in, I, I was <laughs> born and raised in the United States. And I, you know, my first uh, exposure to yoga was when I was pregnant. I practiced um, uh, prenatal yoga, and that was my first mm-hmm. introduction to yoga. And I would say, you know, it took a long time before I really started grasping true yoga, what I would call true yoga. Um, And even more so just even, you know, in the last four years, uh, it's been becoming more and more clear to me since I launched my podcast and started interviewing yoga teachers around the world. And even more recently in the last year, where I have um, finally learned uh, Raja yoga, and mm-hmm. have come to a very clear understanding now that that true yoga is is really about meditation. It's not about the asana. You know, the asana clears the stagnant energy from our body. But um, the the true purpose of yoga is to empower us to sit and connect to our higher selves through meditation. Um, and the mission of of my podcast was in large part to get people back to true to true yoga to to educate the Western world about what I call true yoga, which is not so much asana focused. Yes, asana is an important part of it, but it's not the end all and be all. And in in the Western culture of yoga, um, yoga is is pretty much synonymous with fitness. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as my teacher here in Bali says, do you want to be fit or do you want to be free? And, you know, I want to be free. I want to be free in my mind more than I want to be fit. And, you know, gratefully, yoga keeps me, keeps me fit, you know, in, in all ways. But um, I, I do much less asana now, 20 mm-hmm. years in yoga, I do much less asana now uh, than I ever have. And I'm happier and healthier than I've ever been, you know. So um, that's telling you something right there. I really do um, attribute the yoga as well, I could credit yoga as the, the potential path to bring humanity and the planet into true wholeness and happiness. Like it is mm-hmm. the path. And when I say yoga, I mean, I just have to, I have to repeat it all the time. I'm not talking about asana. You know, that's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. instant assumption that people make is that we're talking about asana and that 
you know, well, I'm not flexible. I can't do yoga. And, you know, I say, everybody can do yoga, you know, take a, take a deep conscious breath right now. That's yoga, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yoga. and, um, you know, I've, I've, you know, I'm certified in chair yoga and Hatha yoga and Tantra Hatha yoga and, you know, studied the Bhagavad Gita and all of these different aspects now. And Raja yoga is, is my new favorite thing. Um, that is getting me into deeper states of connection with my higher self and bliss than I, than I've ever known before. And that's the direction that I want to steer people into. Mm -hmm. So that's my new passion is I'm beginning now to teach Raja yoga because it's been such a, um, such a revelation for me. And, and, you know, going back to the, you know, the powers that be that want us to be sitting on the couch eating McDonald's and, you know, watching mainstream media and filling our minds with garbage. Um, I would say that the, the westernized um, takeover of yoga is, is along those same lines, you know, it's mm-hmm. part of that agenda to keep humanity disconnected from themselves. And that, um, that the role of the yogi in the modern world is to practice true yoga and to practice meditation so that we can stay connected to our higher selves and our dharma and our purpose and activate our our dharma which is greatness which is to be a positive force and part of grounding heaven on earth and bringing humanity into its highest potential that's i love it when you say that you know you want to be fit or you want to be free that's such a powerful question to ask Mm -hmm. and i tell them uh, there is a difference between fitness and being healthy being fit and being healthy because being fit is all just about looking good and looking attractive and your muscles are in good shape and you're you will be validated from the outside world but being healthy is much different you know you're so connected with your inner self i think that being free is the greatest form of fitness you could also put it that way (laughs) yeah absolutely and i have i have to give credit for that line uh to octavio salvato my mm. teacher here in Bali. So yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh, for sure, I want to be free more than I want to mm-hmm. be because you know I have to be with this soul forever. You know, I want mm-hmm. my soul to be free. This body is temporary. So <laughs> yeah, if it's one or the other, I mean, we can have both though. Beautifully, we can have both. You know, exactly. And that's the whole. That's the whole point here. We need to have both. So Magdalena, you talk about you know you take people for retreats for Ayurveda and Panchakarma and you know, uh, Ayurveda is something also that is close to you. So what aspect of Ayurveda is something that connected with you that you teach a lot? Mm, I love that question. Um, One of my first introductions to Ayurveda was watching a a YouTube film. It was a a free film. I can't remember the name of it on YouTube. And it, it started with an opening scene of people in a river harvesting herbs. Mm-hmm. and then taking the herbs and processing them. And it was, it was the connection to the earth. It was the, 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 the medicine was coming directly from the earth, not from a laboratory that mm-hmm. resonated very deeply with me. And I, I was instantly attracted to that um, because I am somebody who is very connected to the earth, um, even though I'm Vata, so I'm <laughs> above it all the time. But maybe that's why, because it balances me, right? Um, it's that kapha element of earth. Um, but I was instantly attracted to, you know, the, 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 the concept of medicine coming from the earth and that the earth has provided all that we need uh, as our medicine. 
So yeah, Panchakarma has, uh, Ayurveda and Panchakarma has been a game changer for me. As I said, I've been, you know, on the Ayurvedic path, I would say, um, I, I actually first learned about Ayurveda in my yoga teacher training, but it was just a little introduction. It didn't make a big impact, but it was about six years ago when I lived in Ojai that I lived near an Ayurvedic practitioner and I would pick his brain about things and it really piqued my interest. And um, that's when I really got myself onto the path, working with him and, and taking herbs. And it, it's been a game changer. You know, I, I finally went to to India and did my first Panchakarma. That was about four years ago and um, came directly to Bali after 21 days of Panchakarma and spent a few days in the sun and witnessed my skin completely healing, like going mm -hmm. completely mm -hmm. clear, more clear than it had ever been with all the treatments, all the westernized treatments I had done, uh, you know, including light therapy and tar baths and, you know, lots of different things. Um, and there I was like with this pristine, clear skin that I had felt like I'd been praying for. And I was like, okay, that was the key, you know, that I've been looking for, for decades. Like Panchakarma mm -hmm. is my jam. Ayurveda is my jam. I am now a true believer. I'm really convinced that this is the way to bring my body in, in, into harmony and balance and to be expressing, you know, the true perfection that it is. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a tremendous gift. So yes, I've been now three times. I've done three Panchakarmas. And the last one, I took a group and, you know, took a, a group on retreat and uh, was, you know, teaching yin yoga along with it. And got to, I got so passionate about this that I wanted to share it with others, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I remember after my first Panchakarma, I felt like I could fly. You know, I just felt so amazing. And it was something that I really wanted to share with others. So yeah, it turns out that's where I was in the middle of leading a Panchakarma retreat when um, COVID was declared a global pandemic. Oh, yeah. that's, that's where I was. And I'll always remember that, you know, because we're always going to have that moment of where were you when that, you know, when that Didn't moment happen. happened. Well, I was leading a Panchakarma retreat in, in India. And I look forward to the day that I can do that again. Really. I'm sure it's coming soon. I think uh, within a few months, that should be possible. Oh, I appreciate your optimism. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now now people are coming from abroad with medical visa for Panchakarma, and we already have some guests in our retreat with that. So oh, I could see something getting better, if not worse. The worst has already finished when it comes to the COVID aspects. I, 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 pray, I pray you're right on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the extreme lockdown that we faced in the last March, April, May, at, the, at least that is over. Uh, Okay, now we have to rebuild the economy. That's another thing, but let's take it from there. Yeah, yeah. So, Magdalena, thank you so much for all these beautiful wisdom that you shared. And how can people reach out to you? Are you holding the online teaching programs? Um, there's lots of ways. I'm very active on social media. Uh, following mm -hmm. me on Instagram is a great way to connect with me. And my Instagram is visionary lifestyle guide with underscores mm -hmm. between the words. Um, I'm also my Facebook page is visionary lifestyle and podcast. My podcast mm -hmm. is visionary lifestyle podcast. So I'm just ramping that up again. And I have a website conscious eating 101 where I will be um, relaunching at some point. I don't know when. Fantastic. That would be great. Mm -hmm. 2.0 <laughs> with the Ayurvedic element in there. Um, yeah. So that, those are great ways to reach me. My, my website is visionary-lifestyle.com. And that's the, the umbrella for everything else.
Fantastic. Thank you so much, Magdalena. It was really a pleasure and also enlightening to have this conversation with you. And I will be putting all these contents in the show notes so people can reach out to you and love the work that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. If you loved and enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe, share and review us. This helps to spread our mission of guiding humanity to becoming their healthiest self and also giving the right resources for holistic healing. If you wish to know more about my work, please do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com and if you are interested in doing an Ayurveda treatment or authentic Panchakarma therapy, please log on to www.sitaramretreat.com.